Welcome to the Brentwood Academy podcast. We are a co-educational, independent college preparatory school near Nashville, Tennessee. Our mission is to nurture and challenge each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. This podcast will give you a glimpse into the stories, lives, and relationships that make BA such a special place. For more information about BA, visit BrentwoodAcademy.com. Now on to today's episode. I am your host, Jean Natwick. Um, in the last couple months, we have covered some very interesting subjects, um, science and faith, racial reconciliation, adoption. We hope that you're enjoying this series so far. Please share it far and wide. It's great information, great stories. But today we're going to take a different angle. It's going to be a little bit lighter. I'm really excited about this. We're, I'm going to be sitting down talking with one of our Brentwood Academy students and rising music star here in Nashville, Connor Smith. Welcome, Connor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Connor, as I said, is a junior here at Brentwood Academy. Um, You have accomplished a lot in your 17 years of life. (laughs) (laughs) And really, I mean, it's only just the beginning for you. Um, But I kind of feel in some ways like you have two Two different lives that are melding it, together. There, it feels like that it, sometimes. You know, so, okay, so, you know, correct me or add to this if, <laughs> if I don't have everything listed here, but um, you're involved in quite a bit here at BA. Um, you play baseball, right? Yeah. And how long have you been playing? I've been playing baseball um, since I was seven, um, playing the Little League World Series. That was kind of the highlight of my baseball career. That's awesome. um, and then, of course, we won state last year, which was amazing, and got a game tonight, and uh, so about to get into the postseason, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been crazy busy, but it's been a lot of fun and we've had a good season so far. That's awesome. So between baseball and you also do Academy Singers here. And then of course there's mission trips that you have done. And then, um, but first I want to jump into the music because that's kind of your primary in your life. And, um, first I'm going to say, you know, I, I'm amazed at what you have accomplished. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You know, I know you write your own songs, play the guitar, crazy talented voice Thank you. um and just as a few things i know at 14 years old you played with wendell mobley neil thrasher and kelly loveless at the ryman auditorium that's enormous yeah that that's was kind of that awesome. was fun that was crazy yeah and then you know now at 17 you know you have written all your music and lyrics and you're currently working with some of nashville's top producers um you're regular at the bluebird and um um you're playing with Sam Hunt in June <laughs> in Atlantic City. I mean, yeah. Come on, that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy to say, crazy to think about that, but uh, it's, it'll be fun. I'm excited about it for sure. Um, okay, so I want to jump in first. How did you how did you even arrive to this place? I mean, when did music become that, um, I need to do this, this is yeah. my journey? So um, it was one of those things that, that just kind of happened. Um, so I was born in Chattanooga. We moved to Nashville when I was about five. Um, my dad works in healthcare, and so um, we just kind of moved naturally to, to Nashville for his job. And um, and my mom, um, while he, you know, at the same time worked as an entertainment reporter in Nashville, and so she was um, she was interviewing songwriters and, and artists. And, and um, when I was six or seven, she was hosting a show called National Music and More. Um, that was on Channel Four. It aired on Saturday nights, thirty minute show, and. And so as a kid, I would watch watch the show and because um, my mom's on it. And, and um, it started as just watching because my mom was there. And then it, uh, it grew into this fascination with the idea of, of 
what it meant to be a songwriter. Every week she would interview um, a hit songwriter from that week, and um, and, I, and I would watch these. I would I would watch the full interviews before they were ever cut and, and trimmed for the TV show, and I'd watch them with her and just um, just as a seven year old to kind of take that in. And so I, I realized what it meant to be a songwriter that that was a job you could do. And so at seven, I started writing my own songs and and kind of learning from these interviews that she was doing and how to, how to do that and and the structure of songs. And uh, so it started there. Um, that led to me learning how to play guitar. And uh, it was one of those things that just never, um, the it never like never it was it was a phase that never ended. And um, and so you know ever since I was seven, I worked on it like it was a job. Um, as a, like like I had a seven. Yeah, and uh, just so got a huge head start on that, which is just a crazy blessing. Um, and uh, and so yeah, it, it it happened through her and through her job, and um, and and the songwriting um, kind of grew into into the artisting later. Pretty cool. And um, were you one of those kids that was just walking around the house all the time just singing? Yeah, I I still <laughs> am. Uh, I think it annoys my friends a lot. I'll just sing. <laughs> constantly it's it's almost like an addiction um but yeah I was I was just constantly have my, my mom uh says all the time that when I was young that my guitar was like a teddy bear um you know <laughs> people would take teddy bears on on vacations I would take my guitar and so it was one of those things that it just never left my side and and I was always writing writing songs I mean um I, I still do to this day I'll I'll be playing right field in the game today and in between pitches I'll be writing a song in my head so it's just one of those things that's that's always I'll be in math class you know, writing a song in my head. So it's one of those things that, that ever since I was young, it's just kind of always there. So was it kind of around this, like, you know, over the last couple of years that you've just taken it to the next level? Like, cause you're really putting mm-hmm. yourself out there between being at the Bluebird yeah. and working with producers now. Um, what was mm-hmm. the catapult to say, I- I'm, I'm taking, I'm going farther with this? So um, we've, we've I've been super blessed to have a lot of people um, throughout the journey encourage me Um who work in the industry to encourage me and be like, hey, listen, like your talent is you, you have something here. Um, and, um, and have helped me along the journey. And so when I was, um, about two years ago, I would say, um, as you know, my, my dream is always to be a songwriter. And, um, um, and so that has always been my dream. And so about two years ago, we started to, um, look at the option of, um, Signing a publishing deal, which for those who don't know what that means, that means I become I get paid to be a songwriter. Um, they pay me yearly, and and I have to write this many songs. I turn in those songs, and then and then they take those songs um, to big artists, hope, hoping that they will cut your songs. Um, and so uh, I was I was shopping for a publishing deal in Nashville, and um, and had a lot of amazing doors open. Um, but the the consistent theme in every meeting that we took, um, in every meeting we had was like like there's you've you're talented and you've got this um but why aren't you singing these songs why why aren't you going to be the artist and and so that door just kind of opened up i think my voice naturally grew with my songwriting because of how much i was doing it and how much it, i was singing because of it and and um and that with other things you talked about academy singers that was a that's a huge part of it um i'm sure we'll talk about that later but um but yeah so so the idea of maybe being an artist opened up, um, which led to me pursuing that, which led to, um, you know, what's currently happening now. You know, I, I'm curious to know, um, because Nashville always has been obviously a music city, but I feel like never before has it been just this, it, Mm -hmm. it is on fire for music. And so in an industry that is, 
very, um, you know, it's hard to break into. I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, how do you, when you, there's so many people that are, you know, coming in droves with mm-hmm. this dream. I mean, how do you, how do you manage that? Absolutely. I think it, it really is um, kind of crazy to see and think about how many people are trying to um, get a song cut, get a song on the radio, um, you know, make their dreams come true in Nashville. And, and, and that's been one of the biggest blessings is that I grew up in Nashville. I'm from Nashville, which is very rare in this town. They call the, the word in, in the music industry is you're called a unicorn if you're actually from Nashville. <laughs> and, um, and so that's been a huge blessing. Um, through that, there's just been a lot of um, connections that I've made with people of knowing songwriters and, and help there. Um, I th- the thing is, it's just um, you just got to work so hard and take every opportunity you get. Um, and, and just always, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just this constant thing of, of, uh, gosh, I don't know what I'm saying there. Um, well, I would think too that, you know, and it's something honestly that I feel like we, you know, students learn here at Brent Academy is, is a level of resiliency yeah. and you have to be resilient Absolutely. in an industry yeah. such as this. For sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the things is just the idea of of believing in yourself before anyone else can believe in you um because before the yeses started to come before these amazing things that are now happening there were a lot of meetings where they just said no you're too young or or, um you need to keep working or or you know you're you're in school now you know it just won't work and so there were a lot of no's that came um and so it was learning from that and still believing that that this is that i can do this I, i can make this happen um, and so, you know, it's, it's just, there's, there's going to be a lot of people who you get, you have to find the people who are going to really believe in you. And, um, and I think that's, that's the key is to believe in yourself before anyone else can believe in you. Yeah, I can, I can see that, um, how that would be starting with yourself. Did you feel like you were getting that at school as well? Because you were involved in the Academy Singers. I'd love to hear mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. So from the very beginning, uh, you know, BA has been crazy supportive with just the, the fine arts program and with just me and, and music and, and, and helping me chase that dream. I, I truly believe that none of my, the success I'm having as, as an artist right now that, that's starting, that's just starting to come would be happening without Academy Singers, without Miss Oldham because of just the, how much of a better singer that she has made me. Um, it's pretty crazy to think about when I came into the high school as a freshman, um, to look at where I was at as a, as a vocalist, um, even my stage performance and to look at where I am now, um, and look at, you know, just how much she's helped me. It's pretty crazy. And so super grateful for that. I I remember even sixth grade, um, I wrote a song called fly goes fly that, um, was just kind of about BA and, uh, and they had me, um, sing it at admissions day and it was just the little things like that. And, and, um, um, that kind of encouraged me along and, and they've, they've been incredibly just supportive and, and, and Miss Oldham now, you know, just trying to figure out working with my schedule and, and working with, she always wants to know what's new and is, is just so excited for me. So, uh, it's been, it's been really cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. So one thing I'm intrigued about, because I'm from originally from up north, but even I've heard of the Bluebird Cafe. I mean, I've heard it in yeah. songs. I've yep. heard, you know, what was it like sitting on that stage for the first yeah. time? It was it was fun. So how that came to be, 
um yeah I've, I've got a i'm playing there and i think uh in early june and and so i, I play there regularly and and um and uh, how that came to happen is they were actually holding an audition so it was one of those things and um where like you said there's so many people um in nashville trying to get on the bluebird cafe uh, on the stage and 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 make it and um and so what you did is you you had to sign up for the audition you had to at, at 10 o'clock you had to log on to their website and get an audition uh, which was hard i think it took it took me and my mom like two or three times to actually get that and then you had to go and you know stand in line with about 70 people um and uh and then you got to go sing a, a verse and a chorus of some song you've written and uh and they'd select about um five to ten of those people to actually um get to play um in their series and so um i went to that uh i went to the audition uh, there were so many people out, out outside and that was one of those moments i was thinking like it's crazy <laughs> how many people have this dream the same exact dream as me yeah, you um, can see it exactly, yeah. and um, and so then EK went on stage and and uh, and sang my song and and honestly I like I I I, th- I felt like I did the worst I've ever like performed in my life and and so when they called me three or four months later and, and said that they wanted me to play it was just this shock of like oh th- like and just this gratefulness <laughs> of of um, excitement and and um, and so when I got to play there it was super cool and and just kind of this dream come true similar to how playing at the Ryman it's just like you know especially growing up in Nashville like those are those are bucket list things and so oh, to, get, totally. get to be able to do that before I mean 17 is, is crazy and just just super grateful for that I know the the legends that have been on those Absolutely. stages to Absolutely. be sitting there is probably like this is mm-hmm. out of body experience um that's pretty awesome uh, there's there's another side of you that I want to know more about too so um you recently went on a mission trip mm-hmm. to Jamaica. Is that correct? That is right. And I want to know about, um, you know, what made you decide to go on a mission trip. I want to hear about what that experience was like because something cool came out of that Absolutely. that trip. Really and cool. we're going to get to that. But I want to hear what was the driver to to go on this trip. So um, this the trip was taken through a BA Winterham trip, um, which Winterham is um, – at the beginning of, of January, um, BA offers these trips that we can that we can take or we can you know do do things here in Nashville. And, and one of the trips they offered was a trip to Jamaica um, as a service trip, and and this trip involved um, working at, at orphanages and, and infirmaries and and, um, and and work sites and and um, and it was it was something that uh, intrigued me. I've been on um, a couple mission trips. Um, to the Dominican Republic before, also through BA, and and uh, that's that's a part of my heart that um, that I um, that I love. I love to to be there and just the the spiritual fire it sets in you, and and so um, and so I, I I signed up for that trip um, to go to Jamaica, hoping hoping to get a slot, and and I did, and and um, and so that that was in January, and and. Um, and so I went not really knowing what to expect. I'd had friends who went on a similar trip to Haiti the year before, and I know that they had had an amazing experience. And so I didn't know what to expect, um, but I just kind of went went with um, kind of an open heart to it all, and, and uh, it, it ended up being an amazing experience. And um, and and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But there there's a song that came came, came out of that that uh, was one of the probably the most the, the song that I the, 
the most, I don't know how to say it, but um, the song that I felt God's hand in the most and uh, that I've ever written. And so that was, that was um, probably the highlight of the trip for me. Um, but, but that song was kind of a, a culmination of, of all the experience and everything, all the emotions that, that I think the whole group experienced um, throughout, the, throughout the week. Was there something when you were there that really just, or someone, because I know that you're around a lot of children, and um, that really struck you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, the infirmary was, was the hardest part, um, but the most rewarding part for sure. Um, it was it was um, a, a mental hospital in a sense, and, and for the people um, in Jamaica who um, needed, um, you know, all-day care and, and their families couldn't provide it and they didn't have money. Um, they would they would be sent off to these camps where they would um, be almost like locked into this this um, confinement and this house and and um, and it was just so depressing yet so joyful at the same time of of seeing their happiness seeing their happiness to see us see visitors um, a, a cool thing about Jamaica is um, the fact that we speak the same language as them, so we could have communi- we could talk to them, we could talk to the kids, and and um, we were we were forming a relationship with them. Um, it wasn't just through smiles, it wasn't just through laughter, but it was through through actual words, and and uh, so that was a really cool part. Um, but in the infirmary, talking to these people um, half the time, I had no idea what they were saying. We were speaking the same language, but um, whether it was whether it was just. Um, a lot of them just like their words, you know, didn't form anymore, and and so it was hard. But but just talking to them, and then you know, just reading scripture to them, um, and and hearing about and seeing their faith in a place that is just feels so hopeless um, was amazing. And that and that um, was the most significant um, part. Um, I felt I, the song I um, I named it after. I, I call it Kin Song. Um, and I named after a man named Ken I met in the infirmary, and and, um, and Ken uh, Ken was a man that uh, you know, it was very hard to hear what he said, um, but piece by I pieced it together, and and and, and we talked. Um, I spent most of the day with him, and and uh, and his story was he was um, I think he was a taxi driver, and uh, when he was in his mid twenties, um, he got in a fight and. Uh, was stabbed um, multiple times and left him paralyzed um, and uh, where he could barely even move he could barely speak um, and uh, and and we were talking to him and and I read I read some songs with him and and, and he, um, I couldn't hear a lot we said but but um, he kept he kept referring to to his faith his faith in, in Christ and and I asked him I said I said Ken I mean before the attack, before you were paralyzed, before your life changed, did you know Jesus? And he just looked at me, he smiled, and he just shook his head. And that was a moment for me that was super powerful. Um, um, and, and it was just feeling Jesus in that moment was um, was just so um, rewarding is the word. It was just, um, it, it filled me with joy to see, to see his joy um, in such a hopeless, in such a um, disastrous situation, even. I'd imagine that 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 changes you. Mm-hmm. Like when you come back Absolutely. to this world. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. How do you readjust yeah. from that? And that's the hard part. The hard part is is trying to figure out the, the feelings and the emotions you experience there, how you take them back um, to your everyday life in Brentwood, Tennessee, of mm-hmm. all places, and figure out um, how to make them last and how to not lose sight of um, of what really matters. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's not um, the material things. Um, but it's but it's 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 Christ and and there's a there's an advantage that that they have even in Jamaica that they don't that we don't have it's it's the idea that they have to rely on God and so it's it's trying to figure out how um, we apply that to our lives and um, and figure out how we rely on God and everything um, because I think it's so easy to get caught up in um, in in trying to do it ourselves and trying to um, fulfill ourselves with whatever whatever we can find or whatever money can buy or whatever it is um so so the hard part is trying to figure out how to take it back and um and uh in in just that spiritual high trying to figure out okay how do i how do i use this for to to truly advance the kingdom i think i think in the mission trips a lot um we we go to help the people and and the people help us way more than we could ever ever do for them and um and so it's the idea of, of how do I just not let this fade and 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 not let this this trip go in vain or these emotions go in vain? What God's doing in my heart, right? Keep them keep yeah, them alive exactly. in you. Well, would you uh, would you be open to playing Ken's song for us? Absolutely. Thank you. Found yourself seated at the table of the lost. You were friends with the outcast, whatever the cost. You gave life to a beggar, told a lame man to walk. Yeah, the ones that this world wouldn't touch Were the feet that you washed So in the eyes of an orphan The smile of a stranger In the laughter of a man The world has given no favor The crippled and the poor The humbled and the weak God, that's where you were So that's where you will be and that's why I feel you with the touch of these worn, cracked hands I'm holding. Cause God, I feel you most in the heart of the broken. God, you love the ones who hated you the most. You found pride in the love of a man whose life was without. Yeah, you walked among the children and the one whose faith was without vision. Solomon, so this life and what we live in. 
Well, first of all, thank you for taking the time to come and thank sit you. with us. Thank I know you've got a lot on your plate, and <laughs> this has been really—it's been really fun talking to you yeah. because I just—I'm excited to see where you're going. Um, music is big, you know. You were able to shed some light on your journey that could be helpful to somebody else who is trying to break into Absolutely. the music industry. So it's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, and we wish you the best on your trip. We're going to be watching for you over the summer. Thank you. Thanks for listening. It's always great to hear the wonderful stories, moments, and insights from members of the BA community. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, we want to hear it. Just visit BrentwoodAcademy.com forward slash podcast to submit your episode idea today. Today.